what do I need right now? How often do you ask yourself, what do I need right now? It seems so simple, but just those few words remind you to take a step back, take a deep breath in and ask yourself, what do I need now? What do I need for my body, my mind, my spirit? When you tune in, you will get the answers. The other day, I was reminded of that because, you know, I usually get up every hour, dance around, get some tea, walk outside just to reset and regroup. And I, and I do check in with my body and my head and my heart. But I realized I was under some deadlines and I was just going, going, going. And before you know it, I'm like, ah, oh, my, my neck hurts aching you know I start getting that sharp pain and then I realized when I went to roll my shoulders that my shoulders were already up by my ears and I thought Sandy Joy Weston you know better than that but hey don't judge it I just told myself it's okay I got caught up in everything I wasn't taking my little breaks and I didn't even realize I had already gone into tense mode which I like to do check-ins because I know when I'm most productive and creative is when I'm free-flowing, chilling, and relaxing in that love space. We all know it, but, you know, we forget. We forget. And before you know it, we're there. And we're feeling anxious and stressed and overwhelmed. Crazy. And here's the deal. It's that simple and it's that complicated, right? It's that simple just to say, what do I need right now to make myself feel relaxed, to bring joy, to bring happiness, put a smile on my face? I was reminded of all this with my good friend and my guest coming up, Josh. He's so incredible. He just relaxes me just listening to him. He's an amazing guy, and he has so many tips for you. I know the word buzzword, be mindful, or mindfulness is out there, but Josh really does have so many different ways to help us out and be mindful, aware of where we are and what we need without complicating things. He's so cool. He's so great. And as many times... As I listen to self-help podcasts or read books or talk to people, every time I listen to somebody or read something, I get one new tip that I didn't think of or I forgot about or, hey, I could start using that again. And that's what happened with Josh, except for I got a few of them. And he reminded me, just even saying those words, what do I need right now, can be awesome sauce. So enjoy it. And also, guys, I wanted to thank you for your support on social media. I really appreciate it. Now that podcasting is one of my main gigs and I'm putting a lot of time and energy and bringing all these awesome people. And I have coaching programs that I've been doing with clients virtually, and I love them. You know, my train my train your head and your body will follow. My six-week program is just ugh. The results I'm getting with my clients, I'm just so happy. I'm so happy. I've been working on it for so long. And so now I have 
all good stuff over there on Patreon. So you should check out my Patreon page. I would love it. Whether you want a program or a discount or you want to support what I'm putting out there in the world, I hope you do. My whole goal is to inspire myself and inspire you. And, you know, I like highlighting people that are doing amazing, positive, powerful things in the world. So I appreciate your support. Enjoy. This is Let's Keep It Real with Sandy Joy Weston, your weekly dose of positivity with awesome stories and guests from all over the world. It's an opportunity to learn some great new things and expand your mind. We'll tackle topics from all areas of life, and as always with Sandy, the sky's the limit. Hello, hello, my Let's Keep It Real people. Back by popular demand. I'm so excited. Josh Gansky. Yes, we all need to stay in the present moment and be mindful and figure out ways to get into that positive zone. And Josh, my buddy, is here to help us. But before he gives you his pearls of wisdom, and I know the questions have been pouring in. Thank you. Thank you. Let me just tell you a little bit about him if you don't know. Over the past eight years, Josh has been working with many adults throughout the Philadelphia area through retreats, classes, and workshops to emphasize the importance of self-care through mindfulness. Josh has received his mindfulness training and supervision through Thomas Jefferson University's Hospital Mindfulness Institute. Josh is in his 18th year as a school counselor working, ooh, this must be some humdingy, working at the middle school and high school levels. Josh is co-owner of the Center for Self-Care. Josh, thanks for coming on. Uh, Sandy, it's so good to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm honored. Well, you know, I've been pulling you into many different things. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have my fuzzy slippers on. How's that for Oh, you? my goodness. So, Josh and I were doing recordings for a new series that I'm going to start soon for kids called Recess with Sandy. And I have a segment on it called Cozy Spot. And by the way, I told the producers and they loved it. Now they want cozy hats, cozy slippers. They're already marketing and making money off it. And Josh comes on, goes, well, Sandy, I said, you know, I'm in my beanbag chair. He goes, well, I have my cozy slippers on. Oh, my God. You know, it's the little things in life, Josh, that make me happy. You know, putting on cozy slippers can make all the difference. Uh, no question. I agree. It's just like dancing around. By the way, I mentioned that I was at this big board meeting and everything was getting serious. And they're like, what do you do for self-care? And I thought, hmm, I wonder if they want to hear it. And everyone's talking about these deep meditational things and mindfulness retreats. And they all work. And they go, Sandy, what about you? You're the expert. I go, Yeah. I get up and dance to I Love Me by Megan Trainer, and I thought it could go either way, and they just start cracking up. They go, you do? I go, yeah. In between each podcast, recording, or lecture, I get up, dance around the house, and come back down. So at the end, they gathered in Josh, and there's like 50 of them, and they said, what is the takeaway? And they said the takeaway was that they were going to dance more. Isn't that cool? That's amazing. Yeah, yeah the, that's, the little that's things. That's phenomenal. So- which is why I wanted to have you on, because you're all about that. The one thing that struck me that you said is it's great if people meditate for hours or sit with their eyes closed on top of some big mountain, but you don't need to do that, do you? 
No, there's many ways I think to be in the you know present moment and to you know kind of practice you know taking time to pause and check in and um, take care of ourselves. You know, I don't think there's one set way, and I think for most people um, who are very busy. Um, it's those kind of little pauses throughout the day that really makes the difference. And I think somehow we slowed things down, Josh, but now we're really busy again. Almost everyone I talk to tells me they're so busy. I don't know about you. No, I, I definitely am. And, and I think, um, I think we do, we get, you know, we can get really lost in the, uh, doing, 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 going, going, going. And, uh, you know, we just, we, we kind of forget to just, you know, stop for a moment and, you know, catch our breath or, you know, do something that makes us happy or, you know, connect with, you know, people that we really care about. Those, those to me, the most important things um, that, you know, we need those things in our lives. Oh, and you know what? And it's not selfish. Somebody says, well, Sandy, I think you're practicing selfishness. I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> the more I care for myself, the more joyful I am, Josh, the more other people around me feel it. Don't you think? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think, um, you know, if we embody caring for ourselves, you know, it gets, you know, kind of, you know, passed on to the next person. And, you know, if we uh, if we deplete our energy, then we can't really take care of the people in our lives in the ways that we want to. So it, it kind of goes hand in hand. I mean, like we care for ourselves. We're able to care for others. Yeah, I know this is like a fine line of loving yourself. And I hear people saying, you know, being egotistical, but confidence and loving yourself is not being egotistical. There's a huge difference. And I believe that if more people really love themselves, the world would be a better place. I I couldn't agree more. I mean, um, yeah, I think it takes, you know, it takes a lot of vulnerability. Um, And I think also it takes for a lot of us uh, permission to make ourselves first, right? To, yeah. to love ourselves first. It, it's, um, you know, a lot of us, I think a lot of people aren't used to putting themselves first. And um, I think there's a lot that can be connected with that, you know, whether it's guilt or doubt or judgment, um, you know, and, and, you know, you know, kind of questioning ourselves, like, am I, am I being selfish, as you said earlier, like, you know, am, you know, am I not being a, a good person by looking out for myself first? But, Again, like we got, we have to love ourselves um, and practice that um, and make time for ourselves. I mean, I can't speak for the dads of the world, but I know as a mom, there's a lot that you have to overcome as far as feeling guilty. I didn't do this for my kid. I didn't do that for my kid. Should I have done that for my kid? I mean, I don't know if you deal with that all day long, but I know it's hard for me for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, feeling guilt is a real emotion. And, um, you know, I think, you know, both women and men experience that. Uh, I, I think, you know, oftentimes people, you know, say, like, I want to get rid of the guilt um, or I want to, you know, push it away. Yeah. And, and I find that what works best for me is that if I'm feeling guilty to acknowledge that that's there. Yep. And... I can also take care of myself and love myself, right? Ugh. They can go hand in hand. I can have guilt. I can also have love. Um, we don't, it's not an either or thing. Um, and I think that's where we have to be careful is when we say I can either be this way or that, um, we can be both in yeah. any given moment. I love that you said that. I was just in another course and we were talking about that and feelings and 
the wise positive psychology so popular right now. And, you know, you have all these other feelings, too. And they're not preaching that. It was all about, hey, I'm angry right now. I'm pissed off. You know, I'm frustrated. I'm feeling hate, jealousy, whatever it is. It's okay. I acknowledge it. But now what? And a lot of what they were doing is different breathing practices. Just relax and breathe and say, hey, I'm okay that I feel this way. But how would I want to feel? Like you said, I think you always say to me, what can you do right now? Or what do you, what do you say? What do you need right now? Yeah, what do you need? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. what do you need? And I, and I, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say, I mean, emotions are very powerful things. I mean, they, they affect our actions all the time. And if we're not paying attention to them and we're not aware of them and we're not acknowledging them, um, they can tend to take over. Um, and then when we're not aware too, we, we're not able to regulate them, um, which is really important, right? To have an understanding of our emotions and then, you know, kind of be able to kind of say, all right, this is what's happening right now, right? That internal self-talk, and this is what I need in this moment. Mm. Um, and, and I think, you know, again, back to just this idea of like, you know, listen, we all prefer certain emotions over other emotions. Yes. Um, right. I mean, that's, I think, a pretty normal, natural thing. Um, and, and you alluded to this, too, like this idea of being OK with certain emotions. It's also OK to acknowledge I'm not OK with this emotion right now. This is what's happening right now. And I'm not OK with it. Like, yeah. I think that's a really empowering thing when we can do that. All right. So can you just go through a little bit, maybe step by step? You're sitting there. And you're getting really angry at your family, your kids, whomever. Let's just say Josh is getting really angry. What do you do? I mean, maybe it's different every single circumstance, but just give us like the perfect scenario. Sure. And I, let me just preface this too. I'm, I'm human. And guess what? Sometimes I react, right? In ways yeah. I don't really like. Yes. All right. But there's yeah. also an opportunity there to come back and apologize and, you know, do all those, you know, those right things. Um, so, you know, if in those moments, so say I'm, you know, angry or upset, um, you know, I think there's a choice that can be made when I'm noticing that. And it could be just kind of walking away from the situation, right? Um, it could be just sitting down for a moment and just, you know, really stopping for a second just to pause, right? And I think just by kind of settling down and sitting down and then for me just stopping for a moment you know, for me, I close my eyes. For some people, they keep them open. It, it really is what works best for you. And then really just checking in and kind yeah. of saying, all right, what am I feeling right now? What's the emotion that's here? And then when I'm noticing that, like, okay, I'm noticing this. I'm angry. Um, you know, I might kind of look at some of my thoughts that are connected with that. Um, I might even notice, like, my body for a moment. Um and by doing that, I might notice I'm clenching certain areas, right? Or I'm tightening or I'm, you know, I'm feeling more stressed. So from that, then I can ask myself, what do I need in this moment? It might be just to kind of let my shoulders down, right? Or unclench my hands. Yeah. Or it might be, all right, you got to walk away a little longer. <laughs> and then when you're ready, you'll come back to it and address it or take care of it. Um, or it might be, you know what? You might need to call your best friend right now. So Yeah. Love those best friends. Yep, no question. You know what? I find myself checking in almost every hour, Josh, on where my shoulders are, because that's the thing for me. 
I can feel sometimes, if I feel off, I'll notice if I go to put my shoulders up by my ears, they were already there. <laughs> and then I know, okay, I can tell I'm getting anxious or overwhelmed. So I love that body scan for me. I'm sure it's different for different people, but for me, it's, I can feel my shoulders tightening up and I think, oh no, they're not. And then I realize they're already up by my ears and just taking a deep breath in and relaxing them down makes me feel so much better, so much better. Agreed. And, and I think, you know, I would add too, like you've taken time to get to know yourself yes. and kind of know what maybe your triggers are and what happens when you're feeling say anxious or overwhelmed or angry or stressed. Ooh, good and point. It, and, and that's, that's really important to pay attention to. You know, like we learn a lot from kind of feeling those emotions. And then again, you know, just like you said, up, oh, I notice my shoulders. I can make the choice now, right? To kind of yeah. come back down. Yeah. So it's important to pay attention and again, really get to know ourselves. And I, I really think that's a, a way of loving ourselves by spending time with ourselves and getting to know ourselves mm-hmm. and then caring about ourselves. So we were mentioning before about guilt. And that was one of the biggest questions I had from people. And people say, don't feel guilty. Guilty is bad, blah, blah, blah. It's like saying, don't worry. Yeah, we get it, you know? But what can you do not to feel guilt? I mean, it's, it's hard. I think, um, I think when we try to stop something, it just makes it worse. Correct. Um, so my... My, my feeling and I guess just my suggestion and just what through my experiences with it are I have to allow it to happen, I, you know, and I, and I have to acknowledge it mm-hmm. um, and work through it. And sometimes the guilt stays around a little longer. Sometimes it goes away faster. Mm. But by but I think just this practice of allowing kind of it to happen Right. And, yes. and listen, like if we don't, you know, if, if I if I if I don't let the process, you know, you know, happen and get to kind of, quote unquote, the other side, I, you know, my my body, my mind, my emotions haven't kind of gotten through it. And I, and I have to allow myself to experience it. Um, that, oh. That's that's kind of my takeaway from that. I think it's one of the best takeaways. And you're just reminding me of a course that I'm in, and I love this company, Conscious Transformation. And it's all, one of the big things they practice is same thing you do. Don't deny it. Don't push it away because it's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And to actually feel it and allow your body to experience it and do deep breathing exercises and just go internal and, and just Feel why you feel that way and what's going on with you and without feeling bad. And I wasn't good at that, Josh. But then a few years ago, I just started to allowing it instead of pushing like, I'm not allowed to feel anger. I should feel jealous. You know what I mean? I'm supposed to be the joy girl. But once I started doing that, it was painful. I have to admit that. And I was scared. And I thought at some points, like, I don't want to feel this way. But when I came out the other side, it was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah, I mean, you know, one of my favorite uh, quotes is like, the only thing you have to be is who you already are. And, um, you know, it changes moment to moment, you know, who we are just in terms of feelings and emotions. And, um, you know, I, I think that um, the, other, the other thing I was thinking about was it might not be the right time to, you know, to kind of deal with it, right? Like whatever the guilt may be. And it's okay to, in that moment too, say, 
you know what? I'm feeling really guilty right now and I'm having a hard time with this. And, and you know what? I can't deal with it right now. Um, but I, you know what? I'm going to come back to that at a later time. Right. That, and that again is like knowing ourselves, right. Getting to know ourselves. Right. Ugh. And so that's important too. No, you know what? I love that. That's awesome because it's so true. I know for me, sometimes I would beat myself up thinking, I sh- why didn't I deal with it then? It's going to get bigger. But you're right. It's okay to say I'm not ready. I'm not prepared and acknowledging that. That's also very freeing. So what you keep coming back to is getting to know yourself and acknowledging what you're feeling. Definitely. And, and it's not about um, you know, fixing, right? We get, we get caught on on that idea, like I have to fix or change something. And I I think the shift is this idea of curing things, right. To caring for things. So I I think that's a really important part of this too, is like, you know, oftentimes, you know, a lot of us are fixers and problem solvers in our jobs. We do it every day and our, you know, as parents or, you know, aunts, uncles, whatever you may be like, you know, we get caught up in this kind of like, I got to fix and solve and, and figure everything out. And sometimes, and this can be a really hard thing, is when we might not be able to figure it out. (laughs) We might not be able to fix it. Um, And maybe in that moment, can we be a little more present for it? Can we be a little more understanding or compassionate or kind and uh, and caring toward it? You know what else? (laughs) Which is, uh, it's one of my sticky wickets. It's okay to ask for help, Josh. You know Mm. And that was tough for me because I thought I should know it all because this is what I do and I teach it. But we all need mentors and guides. And I think it's so important to have them in your life because you can't look at you the same way others can. I mean, I'd be lost without those people in my life. Right. Um, Having those people that I know I can go to that accept me for me. um, They're honest. Um, they care about me. I can be myself and they listen. And I think that's the biggest thing is that they actually, they hear me out and, uh, they're present with me. Um, it's, uh, it's, you know, I I was reading this book and, um, and the one quote that really stuck out for me was, um, there's no such thing as helping perfectly. And, um, it really, to me, it's about being present, not perfect Mm. for people. Cause we sometimes think we, you know, we have to have the perfect answer or, you know, the perfect fix. And I think just being present for someone else, it it just, it shows you care. And that goes a really long way. I, (laughs) Josh, you're articulating these things that have been twirling around in my head for so long. So perfectly, I think about that, especially as mentors and coaches, I'm so worried so many times I didn't say the right thing to help someone. And you know what? You're not always going to. It just is impossible. But the listening part and being present and empathetic and kind and compassionate probably is the most important thing. I would agree. I would agree with that. Now, having the right tools too, because Mm -hmm. sometimes... Like what you teach, I may not know how to do it. So coming to somebody like you will give me tools to use and skills that I can apply to my life. That's exactly right. And, and I mean, I think that that's it, right? Like, you know, often when, you know, we're, we're not able to, um, you know, maybe handle things or do things like, you know, a lot of the time it's not that people like 
don't want to do it, they can't do it. They don't necessarily have the skills to kind of deal with things or take care of themselves. So yeah, yeah it's, right. it's about learning skills. Yeah. And I love seeking knowledge. Every day I have a guest on or I go to a workshop or I read a book, I always get at least one pearl of wisdom I didn't think about or I wasn't ready to hear or it didn't impact me at that time in my life. And I know so many people say to me, Sandy, how much self-help can you need? And I'm like, I don't know. I guess I need a lot of work or I just enjoy it, Josh. I don't know about you. Yeah, no, I, I, I really enjoy it. And, you know, I think the fact that, and you, you, you kind of nailed it, like it's so important just to be open, right. To, and curious to, to what's in front of us. And, you know, like you said, like you might just take one thing away, but that could be a really powerful thing. Right. Um, you know, and, and again, and it's, you know, it, it really is about how we go into, you know, you want to call it moments, situations, how we go into it really dictates, you know, what we're going to get out of it, what we're going to experience. You know, yeah. if I go into something with judgment and I'm closed off, you know, I think we know what's going to happen. If I yeah. go in the other way with some openness and curiosity, I mean, the sky's the limit. All right. So I want to switch gears a little bit because I could keep talking about this forever, <laughs> but I got some questions that if I don't get them out, they're going to be so mad at me. You ready? We don't want that. We don't want no, that. Well, I don't think they'll be mad at me, but let's get some <laughs> in. Number one question. Okay, Josh, what can, I love this one. Okay, Josh, we'll call this guy John Bo. John Bo wants to know, what can I do to help my 10-year-old boy? He's going completely bonkers with virtual, and he's showing signs of anxiety. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I mean, you're in a, I don't know, what's your age group you're dealing with right yeah, now? Yeah, I'm, I'm middle school. So, I mean, that's, that's my, my oh. age group. Um, oh, how are the kids over there? I mean, you know, they're, um, they're resilient, um, you know, and you know, they're, they're struggling, I think just like, uh, a lot of kids are right now. It's hard, you know, yeah. it's hard to, to learn this way and, uh, to not feel as connected. And, and I think as a parent, you know, really trying to help our kids connect as much as possible and whether it's, you know, kind of getting together with friends, socially distance, whether it's just connecting parent to child, um, you know, and I think the other thing is just, you know, connecting outside. Um, these kids, I think, are on the computers and technology a lot. So I think whatever we can do to, you know, spend time with our kids um, and, you know, be outdoors or just you know, doing activity is really important. Um, I think the other piece of this too is if, you know, your child is experiencing anxiety, I think, you know, or you're concerned about it, I think it's important that you connect with the school and I think talk to the counselors and teachers and, you know, kind of see what they're seeing as well. Because um, you want to you want to get a whole picture and you, you want a team approach to it. Um, and then the other thing too is like, it's never a bad idea to reach out to your pediatrician, Right. You know, if you're concerned about whether it's physical or mental health type stuff. Um, and then also there's a lot of great therapists out there um, that work with kids. And and the last thing I'll say, too, in connection with this is um, for parents is you are not alone. Um, there are many children that are going through these things and they're struggling. And it's important that you don't just hold it in and keep it inside and that you really talk to people about it. Um, because, you know, when your kid's in pain, you are in pain. Mm -hmm. um, 
And it's important that you're, you're talking to people about that, friends, family members, whoever it may be. So those are some of the thoughts I have about that. How old are your kids, Josh? Uh, they're, um, my son is in seventh grade. He's 12. And my daughter's 14 and a ninth grader in high school, going on 26. <laughs> or 86. I get it. So wait a minute. I didn't know you had three kids somehow. Two. I, I have two. I have two. A 12-year-old and a 14-year-old. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So back up. Do they listen to you? Can you do the mindful <laughs> stuff with them? That's you notice the chuckle here. Um, it, you know, it, there's a lot of uh, oh, okay, Dad. You know, just because you, know, you, you as a you know parent, you suggest anything there. You know, there's there's the defense is already up already. Uh, what I'll say though is, I think by me practicing, I'm more present for them, um, more aware, more in tune, um, and also I'm able to. Uh, and like I said earlier, do I get reactive or overreactive at times? I do. Um, and I think I'm, I'm, I'm able to be more aware and, you know, give myself a little space when I feel I'm starting to amp up and then hopefully walk away and respond <laughs> in a very healthy way to that. Yes. As much as possible. Right. As much as you can with almost, you know, a preteen and a teenager. So there yeah. you go. Well, yeah. My son, who's my daughter's older, but my son's 17. And every time people say... You know, they want to come over and bring their kids because they love talking to me, right? Other people's kids. And your mom's so great. And he's like, <laughs> I'm not saying she's not great, but at any given day in the house, just me and mom, it's a whole different situation. I might not keep my cool like as much as possible. He'll say to me all the time, I'll go, Cole, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Blah, 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 blah. He goes, mom, do you really think you're being helpful right now? Is this part of your practice? And I'm like... Touche, kid. Touche. You know? well, I, I mean, yes, I, I couldn't agree more. And I mean, I feel like, um, you know, our kids, they're, you know, they, they give us the most practice in terms of, you know, patience, understanding, compassion, mm. everything else. They really do. Um, they test us as well. How's that? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. They're gifts. They're gifts. They really are. Yeah. It's... He's really good, but I drives me crazy when he <laughs> takes my words and puts it back in my face. <laughs> Yeah, I just want to freak out right now. Just let me freak out. Okay. I just true. want you to be aware. It's not helping anyone <laughs> and it's not helping you. Okay. So let's just get that straight. Okay. Moving forward. Next question. And this is a huge one. So we all need outlets, right? There's lots of different ways we're doing virtual. It's not as great, but hey, sure. we got it. And so a couple of the women were saying, you know, they're doing these fun things like retreats online, wine club, book club, and they need to get away from what's going on, talking about COVID and quarantine, not that there isn't a spot for it. And here's the big question from, uh, we'll call her Marianne, made up name. Every time I go on these calls, I look really forward to it. But then somewhere in the line, especially if the group is big, no matter what we say, the purpose of it, someone will start, you know, getting upset, or complaining or talking about COVID or quarantine. And all of a sudden, this woman, I think she is a uh, mental coach, too, she said. So I guess a therapist. She can feel the whole energy of the group go down. How can we nicely shift this or tell those people I don't want to say she said, shut up. <laughs> I don't think we should say that. Josh, do you have any advice? Because I get it. I mean, that's a really hard thing. No, it is hard, right? Um, you're, you're like just you're trying to get away and just have some fun and enjoy yourself. Um, 
What comes to mind for me is uh, I think if there's a way to on the kind of, you know, I don't, sometimes they have chats and these things you can individually yes. respond yes. to the person. Maybe say like, you know, I'm really sorry you're feeling this way and having a tough time. You know, let me know, you know, maybe another time if you want to talk. Um, I'm, here for, I'm here for you. Um, that might be a, a really good way to kind of segue. Um, and then the other thing is, you know, if someone can just, you know, maybe say, hey, let's, uh, you know, let's do some type of game or something fun, um, you know, just to kind of change it up a bit, a little yeah. shift, right? Yeah. Um, and, and I think, um, I think, you know, one, one thing like you could do too as well is just to acknowledge that this is a really tough time and that we're struggling. Um, and, uh, you know, I think you could then segue it to be like, you know, what, you know, everybody, what's something like, you know, that you're really looking forward to, you know, once, you know, things kind of get quote unquote back to normal. So like acknowledging that the person's having a difficult time, acknowledging that we all are, and then kind of shifting it like, Oh, you know, you know, I, I've missed traveling and like, I can't wait to, you know, go to this place, you know, and then just kind of, I don't know, spinning in that way. Yeah. No, I like it. And you gave me an idea. I think when you set the intention for the seminar, the workshop, the group, whatever it is, you can say, listen, we're all going through tough times and maybe on an individual uh, level, we can reach out to one another or in small groups. But the intention for this happy hour, coffee hour, lunch is a release and to talk about all the good things and the possibilities. And then you're setting that. Now, if someone brings it up, like you said in the chat, just say, hey, you know, I'm sorry you're going through that. Maybe we can reach out, you know, individually at another time. How's that sound? I think it's like- a great idea. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, you're essentially creating like a rule, right? Uh, you know, these are kind of the rules for the group, you know, and that, uh, you know, that way everybody's on the same page. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that's, I think that's really helpful. Oh, I like that. Because then they're not shocked, like, oh, well, why can't I talk about this? I really feel this way. Because, I mean, I understand it. They're in pain. They're suffering. They're scared. And they, they're seeking help. But if this woman said it's almost happening to her almost on every other fun event, she doesn't want to even go on anymore. And I get it. But you yeah, also, sure. But you can address it and not run away from it. So I like that. Okay, here's the next one. Dear Josh, I hear a lot about doing things for the kids and kids podcasting and kids shows and what we can do to get our kids out. But... What are some ideas I can do for myself and my husband? Because I truly believe my energy affects my kids. Well, I know what you're going to say to this one. Go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's important to make time, right? Make time for you and then also for you and your spouse or partner or whoever it may be. Um, I mean, I, I think it's, you know, and you brought this up earlier, it's the simple things, right? So, like, it could be just taking a walk around the neighborhood together, Um, it could be, uh, you know, when the kids are in bed, like you make dinner and, uh, you know, you, you know, if you like wine or other beverages with your, your food, then there's an opportunity just to like hang out together and be together, maybe without the TV on. Um, I I think, you know, if you, you know, you have a fire pit, things like that, like those to me are, are really great ways to just, cause I, I think we all need time to connect with ourselves and really connect with others, you know, not just our children. 
and I love my children, you know, more than anything. And I need space. Yes. Um, it makes me a better dad. Um, it makes me, you know, then a better husband and friend when I take time for myself, you know, whether it's alone time or time with friends, family, whatever it may be. I agree. And it's hard. I think someone said to me, uh, it's hard because there's no separation from her work and the kids now that everybody is at home. And it really is a struggle, which I, I know you understand this, to separate it out because the work's right there. The kids are right there. And if you, you don't put it in your schedule, you could just keep working and forget to take time for yourself because it's right there. You're not going to the office and leaving it. Um, I think sometimes what can occur and, and keeps us, you know, keeps us doing is the kind of the not enoughs, right? Like I'm not, I'm not a good enough parent, right? Or I'm not doing enough at work or I'm not smart enough for whatever it may be. And, um, I think it's really important that we're aware of when we're doing that, because I think that can happen a lot and we get, we get caught up in the doing and the other side of it is the being. I think a lot of us, right, me included, if you saw my desk right now, I've got sticky notes everywhere. <laughs> we, we have to-do lists, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. I need to have that. Like, that's how I remember. And believe me, I have responsibilities. I have things I have to do, right? Just like a grocery list. The other side of it, though, is we can also create a to-be list. And that's really important, too. And a to-be list is, you know, how do I want to be with myself? How do I want to be with others, right? So, for example... My to-be list could be, I want to be more compassionate, right? And how am I going to make that happen? Well, for me, um, I'm going to give myself time to listen to music each day. That's one way that I can be kinder to myself because that's something that brings me a lot of joy, brings me a lot of happiness, right? So, so you know, on one hand, we have our to-do list. I think it's also important to think about our to-be list because it's very intentional as well, right? It's like that reminder, like, all right, I, you know, this is how I want to be. I want to be more compassionate. I want to be more understanding. I want to be more patient. Those are really important reminders we can have for ourselves throughout the day. And even just jotting them down on a three by five card or a sticky note, those reminders can go a really long way to remind us of how we want to be. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. On that note, Josh, we have to do rapid fire. You ready for rapid fire? I think I am. Random questions for Josh Gansky. First of all, I didn't ask you at the top, but I'm going to ask you at the bottom. If you were going to pick a word that best described your past 30 days, what would it be? doesn't matter what it is. Uh, love. Love. Why love? Um, I think it's just the thing I keep coming back to, um, you know, again and again. And it's been hard and I've struggled um, like many others and... Um, you know, the thing that, you know, I keep coming back to is whether it's like a love of music or the love I feel from others or the love that I give to others. Um, it's kind of, it's the thing that I continuously fall back on for myself and, and just try to feel it as much as I can and give it as much as I can. Well, that's a beautiful thing, Josh. (laughs) I'm sure people really love being around you. That's awesome. All right. So I normally say, what would you like for the next 30 days? but I'm thinking you're going to pick the same word <laughs> since it's a great I, word. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, I, it is a great word. I, I think with that and what came to my mind right away is patience. Oh, um, okay. 
you know, people just being a little more patient with themselves and each other. Um, I think, you know, we're all, we're all going through this and, uh, more than ever, we need to be a little kinder, a little more patient, a little more understanding. I think uh, you were saying to me, by the way, I want to make sure I got this in on our last call. We were talking about kids and you said, I think we're just all wrapped a little tight right now. (laughs) No doubt. That Agreed. would be the best way to drive. You said that we're just wrapped a little tight. We're just wound it up a little too tight. And we recognize it, like you said, it's okay. Then we'll be kinder, more compassionate, and more empathetic and loving versus just reacting and bah all the time. So I thought that was perfect. All right, next thing. You ready? Mm-hmm. What is your favorite color? Oh, man. Um... Can I give you two? You could give me a rainbow. I don't care. All right. Uh, blue and green are my favorite colors. All right. Blue and green. Favorite food? I'd say sushi or Mexican. Oh, sushi or Mexican. All right. What would your favorite day look like from morning till night? Hmm. Um, I think uh, getting up, having coffee. Um... I think at some point in the morning, going out for a hike, um, McCaig Nature Center is very close to me. It's one of my favorite spots, so I'd probably say go there. Um, hopefully, uh, with my children, as you know, as long as they're not complaining too much about going, um, and you know, my wife and our dog. Um, I think uh, having some time to myself uh, in the day, just to kind of hang out and uh, listen to music and. I don't know, go out to eat and, uh, you know, have like a drink with lunch. Um, you know, I always enjoy that just, you know, on those, those rare days that I can. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, at, uh, at, at night hanging out with my kids and, you know, my wife and, and then a little bit later on, just, you know, listening to live music with my closest friends. Um, and you know, after eating like a really good meal and, uh, Yeah, that would be a fantastic day. That would be a fantastic day for a lot of us. Okay, next thing. The biggest sticky Wiccan that has, you know, maybe you up some nights in the past year. What has been the toughest thing for you? Hmm. Um, I think just, uh, you know, know, as I keep saying, like being a little more patient and understanding, I think not not being as hard on myself, um, you know, when it comes to my kids or, you know, just work or, you know, whatever it may be, just, uh, you know, just trying not to beat myself up as much. Ease up, Josh, ease up. Yeah, no, it's the truth. Lighten up. You're awesome. Lighten up, Josh, you're awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I always tell everyone, I'm incredible. I'm not perfect. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to use that line. And they go, it's good to love yourself, isn't it, Weston? I'm like, yes, it is. (laughs) All right, let's back on track here. All right, what is something that we may not know about you that you can share with us? Hmm. Um, I was a political science major in college. Mm. Um, So I I really, um, I love uh, love history. I love the 60s. I love studying the Middle East, and uh, I'm very into politics. I did not know that. There you go. 
Do you have a show that you watch or a movie on Netflix or Hulu or whatever else is out there? Yeah, um, we just finished uh, The Queen's Gambit on Netflix, ah. which was amazing. Um, That's like the really, third person that said that. Yeah, that was it was phenomenal. Um, yeah, I, I, for me too. The, you know, in terms of like television, movies, like books, I love just stories where it's like triumph of the human spirit. Like that to me is <laughs> yes. like the, the greatest thing ever. So I have to have a good ending. It could go through ups and downs, bob and weave, but I want my good ending. Yeah, yeah. And they triumph the human. Yeah, I, and I love documentaries. Okay, so here you go. You said that you like Queen's Gambit, so I know that you watch shows. You said that you have books that they triumph, so I need your favorite book. Or what are you, or what are you reading Sure. Uh, my favorite book is called uh, The Power of One. It's by uh, Bryce Courtney. Oh. And um, it's an amazing story, and uh, I won't even be able to give it justice by explaining it, but it's takes place in South Africa oh. um, and it's about this boy who learns to box and all the people in his life that uh, you know make a difference and it's just all about just connection and love and caring and it's it's an amazing story Ooh, so. I, I have a million books and now I'm gonna have a million and one I've never heard of this book the power of one sounds right up my alley okay when I say the word universe what does it mean to you um, I think just, uh, I just, you know, picture myself driving on the road and just, you know, people, you know, paying attention and being thoughtful and caring of one another. Um, you know, I'm in my car a lot and it just, people are in a hurry and just, you know, cutting people off and honking and just slow down for a second and just know we're all in this together. Um, and that we're all here to look out for each other. Oh, I like that. Okay, Josh, well, we got to wrap it up. My let's keep it real people want to reach you. How do they reach you? So um, the center for selfcare.com. So center, the number four, selfcare.com. Um, also, um, you know, people can email me as well. Um, I can, uh, I don't know if we're able to share that. Um, yes, absolutely. Sure. Um, it's uh, center for selfcare, or sorry, josh at center for selfcare.com. Okay. Um, we'll include it. We'll include it for you too. Great. Anywhere else? Can they knock uh, on your door? Uh, you know, yeah. Just call first. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm sure there's no live retreats right now, right? Yeah, I mean, the only thing I've done is virtual. I mean, yeah. that's you know, right now it's tough, but um, yeah. I really enjoy those. You really, I mean, the connection people have with one another—it's amazing. So, well, thank you, Josh, for being with us. It's been a pleasure. Of course, I have all my little tidbits, my joy here written down. I have like my joyful thoughts. That's what I write. I have books to read. I got shows to watch. I got lots going on and all things that don't take a lot of time throughout your day, which I freaking love. My let's keep it real, people. Until next time. Toodles. Thanks for listening. Be sure to share and subscribe if you enjoyed the show. And remember... Keep spreading the positive.